Hello, nerd holocrowns, and welcome back to this week's episode. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, everyone's favorite Justice League Snyder Cut, bring back the Snyderverse, and uh, what was that other thing? Sorry. Uh, oh, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, I forgot. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're talking about stuff today. We're talking everything that is awesome. Yes. Okay, so let's start with... Um, what did you think? What, I forgot what I was doing. What did you have me do? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really... <laughs> let's just talk about the two towers, okay? We're oh, well, I watched Chaos Walking, actually. Well, that's true, you did. And was it was not that great, honestly. I thought it was going to be a lot better. It was not. That's with uh, Spider-Man and uh, Ray, right? Yeah. Literally, if those two weren't in the movie, they, they carry the whole movie. Who, what studio made that movie? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't a major one, I don't think. There's your problem. Okay, I okay. <laughs> it so just like left more questions than answers. Basically, all the men on this planet that Tom Holland lives on, all their thoughts can be heard by each other. It just like plays them out loud. And then some people can hide their thoughts from each other and some people can like turn their thoughts into like actual like construct things so like if tom holland thinks about a snake really hard he can like make an actual snake and like when he dreams it plays his dreams or like if he feels a memory really strongly it like plays the memory it's really weird that daisy ridley comes from the ship with another group of people and they're supposed to like go down there and help colonize this planet even though there's other people that live there already uh-huh. and the ship gets destroyed and she gets captured by tom holland's like little community that he lives with and he was raised believing that the aliens that live there on the planet came through and slaughtered all the women there but it turns out that the men uh distrusted the women because for whatever reason women's thoughts aren't projected or played out loud only affects men ah yeah so it's like them racing to another sort of settlement there's like other settlements on the planet so they can send a signal to her ship and like get help yeah and they come across one of the aliens and it like attacks them and you can see its thoughts but it doesn't like speak at all like it doesn't speak english or any language i don't know huh. you just see like the sort of like this hazy smoke when their thoughts are out but it just like leaves more questions than it answers that it just is this based off anything i think it's based off a book series ah. but i don't know it left it where it's either they could do a sequel or they put in enough that if it's a standalone movie it's okay like I said, it's okay, and I like Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. They do a really good job, but overall, it was just okay. Like, I wasn't, like, blown away or anything. Yeah. Okay, also, in the background, you're, you listen, you can hear a TV and a kid, uh, so don't worry about that. <laughs> you didn't kidnap <laughs> anyone. Yeah, that's just Dominic watching uh, PJ Masks. Oh, God, that show. Okay, well, actually, yeah, because, all right, so... It wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. No, I didn't. I was really excited to see him that day. Yeah. It was okay. Um, oh, yeah. I, like I was telling you, I, was, I started watching that uh, that Pacific Rim show on uh, oh, yeah, Netflix. Yeah. I mean, and I don't like anime, mm-hmm. so I thought it, was, it had to have been pretty good in order for get, it to get me to watch it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty cool. 
Um, it's about, you know, the end of the world. Uh, kaiju have overrun the planet. Oh. And there's this little settlement of survivors. And a kaiju finds them, kills them. But then these two kids whose parents were Jaeger pilots, you know, they find a Jaeger, but it's a training Jaeger. It doesn't have any weapons. And somehow they make it. So anyway, it's pretty cool. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay. okay. Good enough to get my attention. Sounds pretty cool. It's okay. Actually. Reminds me of Gurren Lagann. It's just a robot head. <laughs> okay. The two Lord of the Rings, the two towers. I called it the Twin Towers. The I was mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in this movie, we rejoin our team. They're yes. separated. Oh, well, it does the recap in the beginning there. Yes. In the first one. Yes. So, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Gandalf. Yeah. No. 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 Oh. Um, Frodo, Sam, and Schmeagle. Yes. They come across Schmeagle in this one, right? Yeah. 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 And they're like, "Oh," he's like, "Schmeagle." He's like, "Oh, that was my name." And they're like friends or whatever. And so now Gollum is like taking these motherfuckers to Mordor. Yes. That's what's happening with them. Um, with the other three, the dwarf, the elf, and the dude. Gimli, Legolas, and Aragorn. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah. They come across Gandalf again. Yeah. And, you know, Gandalf is like, oh, man, yeah, I was falling down this pit. Me and this thing were fucking fighting the whole way down. Oh, before that, they were tracking the Orakai to find Merry and Pippin because they... Um, Got captured at the end of the uh, the other one at the attack. That's true. That did happen. Yeah. And that's when Gandalf shows up. Yeah, because they take off into the forest, and then that's when they're in, they go into the forest of fire, and then Gandalf. And they think Sauron. bitches. They, they think Sauron is after them. Yeah. Because they're like, all right, we gotta be quick. And then they still weren't quick enough. Gandalf's like, ah, I got you. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, he just recants the tale of, like, yes, I was fighting, what's it called? Balrog. The Balrog. And then I killed it. Yeah. And then... Well, he sacrifices himself in order to kill him, that's why. Yeah. Because Gandalf the White. Mm -hmm. And then... We go to Rohan, right? We're in Rohan right Yeah, now. the Horse Lords of Rohan. The Horse Lords of Rohan. And Sal... What did we come up with the names? Sourman was the wizard, and the eye is Sauron, yes, the bad guy. And the eye tells Sourman to send his troops to Rohan and kill everyone there to like assert their dominance, like remind everyone in the world I'm back and I'm ready to fuck some shit up. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yes, yeah. and then Mary and Pippin are talking. I forget what they named the oh, the ints, the ints, yes, Tree people. and they're like they gather, they're like. Are we going to go to war? And like, <laughs> no, we're not. Sorry, Treebeard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Mary and Pippin are like, uh, what? And then I'm they, Scotty Pippin, bitch, you got. <laughs> <laughs> and they convince this fucking tree to go over to where Saruman is, and Saruman's like, this motherfucker just killed this forest. A lot of these trees were my homies. <laughs> That's right. That bitch was pregnant with my kid. You know, <laughs> illegitimately. Cool. I'm not gonna play a tree child sport or anything. <laughs> but they were very upset that Saruman had did what he had done because this isn't who he was or yeah. who they knew him as. So they went to war with Saruman. Yes. 
But before that, the king of Rohan was under a spell. Oh yeah, he's being controlled by Grima Wormtail. Oh, Wormtongue, sorry. He's like the king's hand, his right hand. Ew. <laughs> Insert dick joke. <laughs> Ad lib masturbation joke. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I just punched Seth on the face. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> so basically, there's the king, Theoden, and he's got his right hand man, Grima, who's in love with Eowyn, who's a princess, and her brother, Aromir, is the king's like leader of his armies. He's in love with both of them? No, he's only in love with the sister. Oh, why would you say it like that? I just said that she's the brother of whatever. Anyway. It's Carl Urban, but he's fucking Judge awesome. Dredd. Yeah. He is the king's nephew, and he's like the leader of his armies. And Grimma is like, I banish you with all of your men out of here because you're just trying to like start a riot and get everyone riled up. And Carl Urban's like, well, look at this helmet. We killed these orcs, and he's got the white hand of Sour Man on it, so obviously they're his orgs. Uh-huh. It's basically short of say property of Sour Man. <laughs> True. He's like, get out of here, I cast you out. Yes. And then Gandalf and the crew show up. Yes. And uh they break the spell. They cast this worm tongue guy out. Yes. He goes back to Saruman. What what's the name of the place where Saruman is? There's a name for it. Oh Mordor. No, 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 no. Oh, um, Isengard. Isengard, yes. He goes back to Isengard. And, oh, well, and the king wanted to kill him, but Gandalf's like, you have to show mercy in order to keep, like, you know, be better than the bad guys, basically. Yes, that's true. That did happen. Um, let's see here. What else? He goes back to Isengard. They unleash this massive army of Orokai. Yes. And then fucking the king of Rohan's like, yo, we got to go to Helm's Deep. Yes. And then, see, I'm glad you said it because I totally forgot that. Like, I, I guess I missed the part where, like, he banished not just him but the entire army and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because on the way to uh, fucking Helm's Deep, I was like, is this all the people they got? Yeah, it's just the peasants <laughs> of people that don't know what they're doing. Uh-huh. Because yeah, when those, those hyenas showed up, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I thought that scene was so cool because immediately it was like, you know, that little part of the fellowship, they were like, let's go. Right. It wasn't even kind of like, oh, what are we going to like? They, <laughs> they're, just, they, they're just like, let's go fuck these motherfuckers up. Yeah, they just, I thought that shit was awesome. And then Aragorn goes over the side with one of the hyenas. You're like, no, he died. He can't die. Yeah. Oh, and there's that the princess chick is obsessed with him also. Not like the girl in Justice League where she like picks up a sweater and smells it, but just like, oh, you got hey, a long Spoiler hair, alert. No. <laughs> and you're a ranger. Like, hello, you can shoot your arrow this way. Uh. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, my heart belongs to an immortal, milky elf lady. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, oh, they talk about that too in the yeah. movie where her father is a famous musician. You may have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just being like, look, don't be stupid. He's going to die. You're not. We're going to be chilling. You won't be. Right, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. I love him. He's so amazing. Well, it is Vigo Mortensen. He is pretty amazing. He is awesome. All right. So from this point. While they're getting ready, prepared for war at Hell's Deep, Frodo and Sam get captured by... Faramir, who's Boromir's brother, Sean Bean. 
Yes. And he's like, well, my brother died trying to protect you, so I'm going to complete what he couldn't, and I'm going to take you to Gondor because the ring belongs to the men of the land, and we're going to figure out how to you know, use his power, basically. Yes. And uh, they capture Gollum, mm -hmm. and he feels betrayed by his master. Yes. And then he turns evil again. Because yes. he swore on the ring that he would guide them there. So by getting captured, he like worked it out like, well, they broke their end of the deal, so I can, you know. Mm -hmm. Like at the end, he's like, I'll guide them there, and then he keeps talking about her or some kind of creature that'll deal with the two of them when they get there. Oh, the yeah. fucking spider. Yes. Yeah. Disgusting spider. Uh, okay. So then the ants go to war at Isengard. Yeah. They, they fuck that shit up. Destroy that shit. Those goblins and orcs didn't even know what hit them. No, they did not. Then you have the battle at Helm's Deep, which is not going very well. But they get a little bit of reinforcements by some elves. Yes, Gandalf leaves and he goes and convinces the elves and the riot, the armies of Rohan to come back and serve under their king because the spell's been broken. And Gandalf tells Aragorn before he leaves, he's like, when like all hope is lost, look to the east and uh, salvation will be there, basically. Yeah. He ride, the sun rises and he rides down and just hell fury of swords and shit and just smashes into the orcs and shit. It's awesome. Yes. I like the elves' armor. Like, the whole look of the elves is so cool anyway. Yeah. But they're just badasses. And then they all get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, the sun is rising. Oh, let's meet them. And then they're going out there. And then what are they called? Rohinian? Rohemians? I don't yeah. Know. Whatever the fuck these motherfuckers are called. <laughs> just ride down and just fucking lay waste to these motherfuckers. Yeah, looking for them, they didn't, like, slip down and their horses just tumbled oh, I know. down. <laughs> that's, that's what would really happen if it wasn't in a movie. Those horses, yeah, that army would have been stopped way at the top of that mountain. <laughs> but the orcs are also innovative because they put up these ladders up against the wall and they have, like, these grappling hook type things and they smashes in mm -hmm. and they pull themselves up. Yes. And Legolas and Gimli are keeping track of how many they kill, like, a gamer. Because, <laughs> you know. It's all good. <laughs> I saw this meme. I don't think I saved it. Uh, anyway, but, don't worry. I'll, I'll tell you later. But yeah, and then what happens? Uh, Legolas slides down a shield and he's shooting that motherfuckers. Uh, and in case you're like, oh, what if he runs out of arrows? Like Hawkeye, he's an elf. He's got an enchanted quiver that never runs out of arrows. Interesting. Yes. All right, so what else happens? So they battle at Hell's Deep, and then they win the war. Ah, win the war. And then the rest of the movie focuses on Sam and Frodo, and they're crossing through the ruins of some city, and one of those flying um, dragon things with the ring wraith. Oh, man, what is it called? I forget what it's called. I don't know. He flies over and he's attacking all of Faromir's men. And Frodo has a moment where, like, the ring corrupts him and he almost kills Sam. But Sam's like, It's me, Mr. Frodo, don't kill me. I'm just a useless idiot. I'm the most important character in the movie, but to everyone else, I'm a useless character. And that breaks the spell of Frodo. And Faramir sees this and he's like, 
you're right. I can see why they sent you to destroy the ring because you're the only one that's able to resist its temptation. You know, mm -hmm. resist the siren call as it were. Oh, and then they make it to Mordor, and then there's a. Uh, that army, that army is marching in, yeah. and then Sam falls down, and Frodo has to go save him. And uh, yeah, Sam. Sometimes I have to flank. Sometimes. So yeah. And that's the movie, guys. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot better. I don't say it's a lot better, but there's more stuff going on than the first movie. Right. So more memorable than the first one. I really like the first one though. But. Yeah, they're all good movies, honestly. They're just a bit fucking long. They're real long. Yeah. They're long movies. <laughs> Speaking of long movies, uh, we're gonna talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is four hours long, which I watched the day of release. You did not. I did not. You were because... a fan? No, I'm just joking. Oh, wow. Okay. No, you had a lot of shit going on, dude. I always do. It's true. <laughs> but especially on that day, I don't know, man. I wouldn't have been able to. Like, listen, if you figure it out, I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. But yes. So, okay. Before we start talking about the movie itself, um... The theatrical release of the Justice League, I'm not like when I watched it, I was like, that's not that bad. Yeah. But after having watched this movie, I was like, that movie is shit. Yeah, it just <laughs> like took a dump all over it. Like, get the hell out of here. Yes. Also, like before before Joss Whedon took over this movie, I was telling you the other day um, that, uh, you know, stuff was, stuff is constantly leaking from sets. And I remember the they did a, a, I guess people from the studio, people from the studio <laughs> watched the movie and they said Zach, what Zack Snyder was working on was unwatchable. Really? Yeah. And to me, it's just like, I think the whole thing with DC and Warner Brothers is like they wanted to be where Marvel was now at that current time. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you guys can't do that. I know you started late. But start late. Right. You know, don't rush these things. I think that's what they were trying to do. And having seen that movie, I was like, what part of this movie was unwatchable for you? Like, you wanted, you know, a Joss Whedon movie, obviously, where people were just constantly making jokes. It was lighthearted a little bit. You know, whatever. So, but yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. All right. Where do we begin? There's so much dissect. Just automatically, it was, even though I told you there are similarities, it's a totally different movie. Yeah, it was pretty different. It's darker, higher stakes. Yes. And in 4.3, so it's super tall and not wide at all. <laughs> I heard that it's so, it looks like it's a comic panel that you're watching the movie through. Yeah. I don't know. Could have done without that, but that's his vision for it, so whatever. Yes, what do you want to uh, go ahead, start off? Uh, let's see. So this one, it really the main character of it is more uh, cyborg instead of Batman and Superman, because in the other one, it was like Batman's like, I had to put together the Justice League, basically, and I need to figure out how we're going to find Steppenwolf. 
But in this one, it's more like Steppenwolf's coming to get these things and Batman goes to talk to everyone first. And then they individually, like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, well, the Amazonians, not Wonder Woman so much, find Steppenwolf on their own and then get their asses kicked and then he steals the mother boxes. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because he just like stands there and he's like, looks like you lose and then boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel I felt like Steppenwolf was more of a threat in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, like why I started rewatching it last night. Um, just the whole threat of something coming was a big deal. Cause like even I don't remember this so much in the Joss Whedon movie, but like you know he he gets there on horse to go see Aquaman, right? Yeah. I feel like they they really take the time to show you what Batman is doing, yeah. where he's going, in order to get to him. Like that's the severity of it. Like he's he's on horse walking through all these ice this ice place there's crevasse he could just fall in yeah but it's it's that, in greenland yeah. yeah it's that serious of a situation where he's willing to go to those links to get to this one person because right. he feels he can make a difference okay um let's see also i don't know it just like builds on the characters a little bit more than the other one because it's four hours so you have the yeah. time to like oh, show sure. us. it wasn't really like an origins of each one just more like this is what they've been doing individually and that's what like makes them stand out and that's why he thinks they can make a difference you know? yeah. like i was telling you like with flash i was like i don't know they casted him right in general i just don't feel like they've ever found the right flash but thinking about it now, I'm looking at it like each of these movies are like their own type of universe type of deal. So like, you know, there's all sorts of different versions of these characters and we just so happen to be seeing this version at this time. So even if you don't like anyone who's any one of these characters, it's like, that's just that you know, specific right now. Sure. So. Um, let's see here. The battle with the Amazons, it felt a little more dramatic. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, yes, the stakes are higher, and you on, like, I felt like it was higher. Like, I felt like the Amazons, man, I don't know the word to describe this. It's like they actually beat him and gave him a challenge, because in the Joss Whedon one, he just shows up and he fucks them all up and then yes. just takes off. And they're left like, oh my god, what are we doing? This one, they like actually put up a fight because that's what they train for all mm -hmm. day, every day. They fight and train to battle whatever comes their way. Yeah, know? and they have Amazons in there twenty four seven. Watch that thing. Go yeah, five thousand years. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> the the urgency to get the the mother box away from Steppenwolf was greater than it was in the the other one. Right. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. There you go. Okay, uh, but yeah. And then, like, it just, it also felt like what he, he was doing more damage and his impact was greater in this movie. Because, like, yeah, you're right. He was stopped. Like, there was more effort to stop him. And then just, like, how he's just throwing horses and stuff. He's like, get the fuck out of here with this Yeah, bullshit. like, Wonder Woman's mother was, like, you know, because she's the leader of the Amazons and she's, like, the one that trained Diana. So it's, like, you would think she put up the most fight and she did. She dropped a fucking building on him and it's like, get out of here. That's another thing. I liked his new look too, like his mm -hmm. razor sharp look. Just very reactive, like Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh, okay. 
the Wonder Woman scene where like it introduces her. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> the the fucking pitch meeting. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to see something funny, there's a Screen Rant has pitch meetings and they do a pitch meeting for the Zack Snyder Justice League. You should go watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but this Wonder Woman scene. When I first saw this in the Joss Whedon movie, mm-hmm. I thought, like, these terrorists were, like, I thought it was, like, a brother blood thing. Yeah. That, that's immediately what I was thinking. And then it turns out they were, and I was like, that's kind of disappointing. Right. Like, why not show that there's other bad guys out there, you know? Or, like, Darkseid is able to corrupt people from wherever he is and, like, use different people to finish what he wants or whatever. Yeah. I was hoping for brother blood and it wasn't. But anyway, this scene was also what is this? <laughs> this scene was also a lot more dramatic, higher stakes. Right. Darker. And actually when uh when she kills all those other dudes or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just that one guy left and he shoots that first shot out of the M4 the how it was slow mo, but like the look on her face, it almost felt like she wasn't gonna be able to catch that one bullet. And she, wow. did you feel that too? Yeah, I, it looked like how she felt in Wonder Woman 1984 when she's losing her powers, and it's like she hasn't done this in a while. Obviously, and she hasn't like fully gained back the confidence to like protect all these people. She has to work twice as hard, so to speak. Yeah. I thought someone was going to get shot, but nobody was. Yeah. Still pretty cool. I thought that she was going to fail to get the bomb out of there and that part where it like explodes outwards. I thought that was her like not getting it out of or there was like a second bomb or something. Like in like in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, been pretty cool. I was surprised. I was like, okay. Yeah. Seems like overkill to protect all the field and blast the building outwards and murder and die. <laughs> Like you're all safe, and then boom. Yeah, she could have, she could have hurt those cops out there. Whatever. Right. They were all like getting rained with brick and rock and stuff. And like, uh, thanks, I guess. Yes. <laughs> anyway, pay for this? <laughs> still a pretty cool scene. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I'm gonna be saying this a lot throughout this episode, guys. A lot more intense. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, and then I think we move on to the cyborg. Yes. Beloved mother, beloved son. Yes. Uh, Football star, pro athlete, super smart, like his father, mm -hmm. Silas. Silas. I want to say Silas. Yeah. I I like the scene where he's playing. Like, a lot of this movie, not a lot of this movie, but a big. There's a lot of slow mo in this movie. Yeah, there is. But. I like it. It works. Like when he's on the football field, it's just like, you know. Yeah. To the world, he's he's Victor Stone, this amazing football player. But beyond that, he's a man that just he wants his father to be in his life. He yeah. wants his father to value him. He doesn't feel valued by his father. Yeah. Uh, he loves his mother. Man, he loves his mom. Yes, he does. Uh, then his mom dies, and then there's like. Just like this part, oh, you can't see it. His torso, his torso, and an arm, and his head. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Not even his whole torso. Just this part right here. Yeah, I, I know you guys can't see. Upper, above the mid Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's mad at his dad. 
pretty yeah. much. He utilizes technology that he himself does not understand in a desperate attempt to save his son and makes him a cyborg. So cyborg is part mother vox, part human, but in his mind, he's just a monster because, you know, he's got a robotic body. He can't leave the house and, like, doesn't understand these powers that he's been given and he doesn't want them to begin with. He just wants to have been laid to rest with his mom instead of being turned into a cyborg. Yes. And his dad wants him to be more. Like, he's like, you're not dead, man. You can go and have a life. Like, you can do something with your life. So try and do something with your life. (laughs) Leaves him a tape recorder explaining all the things that he can do. Yeah. But he he'll and Cyborg only listens to the professional advice, <laughs> not the fatherly advice. But uh yeah. What else happens here? Uh we see Flash where oh, yeah. he's talking to his dad who's in prison because his mother was killed at a young age by uh reverse flash. No, isn't that reverse flash? I don't know. There's different stories. In Flashpoint Paradox, like, some dude broke into their house and killed his mom. Yeah. It just depends. Uh, But yeah. Well, it's reverse Flash. Kills his mom and then leaves and his dad is, like, the only obvious one that could have done it. So, like, well, you're going to jail the rest of your life, basically. And Flash becomes a forensic scientist to prove his father's innocence, which he does eventually. Not in this movie, but in comics and stuff. Yeah. His dad... His dad pretty heartbreaking. He's like, look, dude, you're just wasting your life coming and seeing me. Wow. Go do something better with your life. Leave me alone. And, you, you know, you kind of feel that. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, you see Barry Allen fucking save that girl's life. What's her name? Oh, Iris West. Yes. So I like that scene where he children. just touches a glass and then it just goes. Oh, yeah, it explodes outwards. That was pretty cool. It was. That whole scene, he's just looking at her. All right, so I kind of forgot we're on a time limit sometimes, but anyway, yes. So Barry Allen, we left off before I got cut off, (laughs) Um, just staring at this chick, and then Iris West, West. and then before you know it, everything happens, car crashes, and he's back at his job interview like nothing happened. Yeah. He grabs a hot dog out of the air to feed to the dogs. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> I thought it was for himself because he's got to consume calories all the time because he just burns through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else happens. We get a little, I don't know what like uh, where Batman touches Diana's hand. Oh, that's oh, right. He's like, oh, sorry. Let me just... And they're both kind of like, oh, that's weird. But we know, we know she wants that bat dick. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I have I would imagine I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so he just took my coke. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so they split up so Flash no Batman goes to recruit Flash. Diana goes to recruit Cyborg. Cyborg learns about how to use his powers and stuff and like he can fly. He's connected to the entire internet throughout the entire world of the whole planet so he can control any technology 
and any machine, any backdoor firewall, doesn't matter. He has access instantaneously. Yes. Thanks to the mother box. The mother box. Yes. And then Batman recruits Flash, and he's like, we need people to like fight against the threat that's coming, you know. Superman's gone, so it's up to us to fix this. And mm-hmm. uh, Diana's like, you need to be more than what you are. You're more than the sum of your parts, so to speak. And he's like, that's kind of what we need to say. He's like, well, grow the fuck up and <laughs> be a hero. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Batman comes back with Barry. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, Commissioner Gordon... I like Commissioner Gordon in this movie. J.K. Simmons. Yes. Yeah. And then, bef- like before the movie came out, there was a picture of him working out. Dude, he got fucking jacked yeah, for this movie, dude. Ginor- I did not know he just works out like that all the time. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. thing. Looks pretty cool. And then they're like, they think Batman's been stealing people, even though it's parademons. Yeah, because like all the drawings of people like giving descriptions, they all look like Batman, where he's got like his cave held out. Against the sky or whatever, and <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's like, "Why would he fight crime and golf for twenty years and then kidnap people in the travel is like a real island?" Doesn't make any sense. sense. So they meet up on top of the Gotham, Pre- Gotham precinct with the bad signal, and she's like, "I already know about the threat that's coming. It's already here, actually, and we're taking care of it." He's like, "Oh, how many of you are there?" And he's like, "Not enough." Then they disappear. And Flash is like, oh, they just do that? That's rude. <laughs> Takes off. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else happens here? So they leave. Yeah, by now, two of the boxes have been taken. Because uh, before, no, by the time Wonder Woman and Batman team left, he's already gotten the Amazonian box. And after. Batman talks to Aquaman, and Aquaman goes off and does his mm. own thing. He goes down to Atlantis, and the second box gets stolen. Yes. Also, Aquaman, very reluctant to be a hero. Yes. Even, like, that Willem Dafoe was like, dude, what the, just be a fucking hero already, bro. Fuck, right? here's your shit. Do it. Take your mother's <laughs> trident and go fuck some shit up. Yeah. Also, the Parademons have do more in this movie. Oh, yeah. They're searching for the mother box. They're taking Atlanteans. You know, shit's crazy. Which, okay. Aquaman is half Atlantean. He's also half human, right? Yes. Yeah, super strength. Yes. But it doesn't seem like any of these other Atlanteans have super strength. Those fucking parademons took him no fucking problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fight back, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. You you fucking you fucking tell me. DC. I think it's just there's different classes though. Not all the aqua uh, aqua people. Aqua people are warriors, or whatever. Atlanteans. Whatever. They took guards. Uh, guards yeah. aren't warriors. I guess they just sit there. Their security detail. They're like, whoa, keep an eye on things. But in an actual fight, you cannot count. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and then Aquaman, he puts a pretty good fight yeah, at does. first for uh, with um, Steppenwolf, and then Steppenwolf's like, "I got time for your shit." And then he Boom, tubes out that bitch. Mirror like starts taking out like his in his bodily fluids out of his body. Oh yeah, that shit was crazy. She got that Aquaman, Aqua magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, something we haven't mentioned yet: Dar- uh, 
Steppenwolf is serving Darkseid, but the person between Darkseid and Steppenwolf is this guy named Desaad. Desaad, yeah. So through conversations between Steppenwolf and Desaad, we find out that Steppenwolf is serving Darkseid by conquering all these different worlds through all these different timelines, grabbing the mother boxes, uniting the three of them together to create the unity, which like destroys the planet and like Darkseid comes through, kills everyone, I guess. And he's searching for this thing called the anti-life equation. Yes. <clears throat> and then Diana talks about how Darkseid initially came to Earth, yes. found the anti-life equation, and then tried to like you know do the unity thing. And how I don't know, this part of the movie, like when she's describing all this stuff, kind of seems kind of corny. Uh, but it's whatever. She's like, a golden age of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the only time that he, all the different people united together because all the other planets, everyone tried to fight them on their own and they lost. But in this time, there's like this Hercules looking guy, Hercules looking dude that's like Superman. They have their own Shazam, a Green Lantern. Where the fuck are we going to get Green Lanterns already? That's Atlanteans. Amazonians and human men, they all work together. The old gods. They beat the shit out of them and they're like, the fuck out of here, Dark Side. Dark Side's like, I'm going home. You guys are mean. Yes. <laughs> well, I think I told you. Uh, I liked how, like, the the ring, you know, started flying off the lantern and then, like, Dark Side almost grabbed it. Oh, yeah. And also, I liked how, um, Zeus's arms lit up and they were like transparent when he was gonna shoot lightning. Yeah. So you see his bones. That shit was cool. It has some pretty cool elements in <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so yes, that whole scene was really awesome. Mm -hmm. And how she's like, the Atlanteans before the descent into the sea, the Amazonians before the betrayal and enslavement. <laughs> and I was like, Alright. Alright, alright. Uh, but yeah, so that's just how serious the situation is. Yes. Um, Anti-life equation. <clears throat> he, yeah. Uh, Steppenwolf calls on Desaad. Desaad's like, listen, bro, just fucking keep doing what you're doing, man. Get these fucking boxes and get out of my face. Yeah, bro. You fucking, <laughs> you betrayed Darkseid, and you you still owe him fucking 50,000 worlds. He's yeah. Darks, I mean, and Steppenwolf said, dude, I just want to go home, bro. I just want to go to my bed. I think my dog's dead already. Probably. <laughs> Fucking 30,000 worlds ago, that motherfucker died. Like, I just want to go home. You guys. I took half of my shit. You want me to see my kids? And I just want to get out of here. I just want to go home and take his arm off. I just need off. a little me time. Also, like, where does, like, what does Steppenwolf, like, when he's not conquering the world, what is he doing? He goes and gets a manicure. He has his little things sharpened and polished on his chair. The parademons How does put little see? cucumber slices on his blue eyeballs. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so that happens. Yes. And then, uh, what else happens? So after this, yes. by the time they've gotten the two... Batman gets everyone together and he's like, listen up, motherfuckers. Even though we've gone together, we have our mean faces on, we're a team, obviously we can't beat Steppenwolf. And he's not even the worst thing out there. So we need to figure out a way to find someone that can beat him. And Aquaman's like, well, we're all thinking it. Like The only one that can stand up to someone like that is Superman. Oh, before that, they get into a fight with Steppenwolf at that one place. Oh, yeah, underneath the Gotham Harbor. Yes, and I like that scene. Oh, I like the scene where 
<laughs> she just showed where he's like, she's mine. She's like, <laughs> be a long time. Their their little fight they had was pretty fucking sick. Yes. Like cling, cling, cling. That's because, like you mentioned earlier, the parademons can smell and sense people that have been around the mother boxes. So they kidnap Victor I mean Cyborg's father and his team because they're like, You stink of mother rocks that are due radiation probably. You have cancer, testicular cancer, and I can smell it in your balls. Because <laughs> I'm a dog. <laughs> oh, yes. And you you we find out that, you know, even though Cyborg doesn't like his father. He still cares for him. Yeah. Very much. Emotionally. He's like, no! Flag! But yeah. So that happened. And uh, whatever. They regroup. Yeah, they rescue all the people. They try to fight Steppenwolf and beat him. Fail miserably. I might add. Aquaman comes and saves everybody. Yes. And uh, yeah. And then they, that's when they go back. They're like, yo, we need Superman here. Because then Diana's like, I haven't seen anyone, you know, do stuff like that. Well, maybe one other person. Right. But like I told Steven, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> Arthur has super strength. Diana has super strength. How their how their combined strength is still not good enough to defeat Steppenwolf is a little shocking. Uh, and Okay, I'll, I have another rant a little later, but go ahead. <laughs> so, they put up a good fight. They put up a good fight. They beat his ass a little bit. It's yeah, not so. enough. So they go, Victor says, oh, yeah, he doesn't have this mother box, though. Yes. And they go dig up Superman. And, and they go to uh, Cyborg's dad's lab, and they're like, we need to put him in this pool of water, goo, whatever, that Lex Luthor used to bring back. Zod as Doomsday, and if Flash runs fast enough, he can activate the speed force, which will put enough energy into the mother box, which would shock Superman back to life because the mother box can turn on life and death. It's like it defies all physics and everything we know about reality and everything. I guess. Yes, but also as soon as it's activated, it's going to call to Steppenwolf, so they don't have a lot of time. I do not. And so that's what happens, and Superman awakens. Yes. And a lot, he just doesn't remember. I mean, I would imagine if, you know, you died and you came back to life, your brain might not work so well right away. Yeah, right. Like, Cyborg connects to the mother box, and before Barry touches it, he gets the flashes of all the other times that they've done the same exact thing, and Superman um, kills everyone and joins Darkseid, and... If you remember in Batman vs. Superman, Batman has a dream or a premonition or whatever you want to call it. Where Flash flies backwards through time and he tells them that Lois is the key. And for the longest time, Batman's like, Lois is not a key. I mean, she's, she's a person. <laughs> <laughs> but then he figures it out. He's like, Lois Lane is the key to getting Superman to join us and healing his brain and not murdering everyone in a Homicidal yeah. rage. She's she's a big part of his life, and uh, whatever happens to her has a negative or positive impact on the world. Yes. Which also, Martian Manhunter finally makes his appearance. He talks to Lois Lane in the guise of Martha Kent. Yes. And he's like, "The world also needs you, Lois." <laughs> Fucking nerd. Anyway, 
fuck this guy. Okay, first of all, all this shit's happening. And then at the end of the movie, he's, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess I have a stake in this world, so you can count on me from here on out. And I'd be like, if I was Batman, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Really? Just now? You were going to be here earlier? Right. He's like, they also call me the Martian Man. Like, like, how did you get that name, bro? <laughs> I'm at the Martian Para Hunter, motherfucker. Suck what the hell? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. <laughs> so Superman comes back. He beats the shit out of everyone because he doesn't know who they are and he just thinks they're a threat. Oh, especially when he sees Batman. Oh, he, oh, he hates him. I love that they took out the part where he's like, do you bleed? I know. <laughs> He's like, yes, I'm a human person. I'm not a bat. Bats also bleed. But do we need to have this conversation? Yeah. How can you have memories of a negative thing but can't remember, like, oh, we teamed up right after that? I know. And again, how can the combined strength of Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman not even do any? Like, <sighs> Superman just holds them. They're like, yeah, what else you got? You're going to fucking tell me if these three super beans. Can't even push him back a fucking inch. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's really cool where Flash like runs around him and Superman just like turns his eyes and looks Flash in the eye and Flash is like, oh shit. He's not even moving, but he's just terrified because he's like, he can move just as, or look at him just as fast as he's moving, whatever he does. Yes, I thought that was pretty cool. Holy fuck, (laughs) that's intense. I know, you think you have the edge and you don't. (laughs) Right? He just keeps punching at Flash and Flash keeps dodging until finally he just swats him away. Yes, and then okay, so super Lois Lane's like, "Hey, giving away his identity, Clark, it's me." Like, (laughs) shut the fuck up, bitch! (laughs) You were in Smallville, like, get the hell out of here! And then you were fetching the drink kryptonite milkshakes to lose weight. (laughs) He takes her, and they go. They go back to Smallville. He figures out who he is. His mom's like, is that you? And he's like, yeah, it's me, Ma. Well, it's me, Ma. He doesn't try to kill his mom. That's convenient. <laughs> like, who are you? Your name's Martha? I don't <laughs> um, then he, then, okay, during this time, uh, the rest of the Justice League, they're getting ready for battle. They got to go to war. They found out where Steppenwolf is. They have a plan, and they're going to go execute. Yeah, well, right before that, uh, after Superman leaves, they go with uh, Cyborg's dad. He's trying to figure out how to unlock oh, the box shit. for them so they can fight, use it against Steppenwolf. And then Steppenwolf shows up there. And Cyborg's dad like seals down the room he's in. But he figures out... Or, like, he sees that Steppenwolf's going to break through the glass protective barriers. So he sacrifices himself with like this laser... And just blows up into oblivion. And Cyborg's like, oh, fuck, no, daddy. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy scene. Yeah, what took me to the zoo? Yes. But Silas Stone knew what he was doing. Yes. He was making sure that the Justice League could track the mother box because it loves heat. And the mother box is currently the hottest thing on this planet. Yes. And not your mom. It's like 17 million Kelvin or something like that. Whatever <laughs> Kelvin does, yes. Yeah. And uh, Steppenwolf looked at Cyborg and was like, oops, did I do that? <laughs> and then he leaves and he's like, fuck you, cultural appropriation, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. But yes, so 
then the Justice League is on their way to do their thing. At which time, Superman's like, Mom, I gotta go. Bye. Then he goes and he picks out the black suit. Yeah, I really like that scene where he's walking through his ship because he hears the voice of both of his fathers. Yes. His Earth's dad and his space daddy. Yes, and both of them have had a certain influence on him. Even though his dad's influence came later, yes. he still knows, he still feels, and uh, yeah, you guys don't understand what I'm saying. He's like, son, eventually your gifts and powers will influence the humans and make them want to chase after you and achieve you. And eventually they'll join you in the sun. And then his earth dad's like, Hey, I'll tell you what, son, one day, you know, you're going to have to make a choice. And, uh, you know, I hope you make the right one. I hope you don't enslave us all and murder everyone. I hope you play the hero. Yes. And Superman's like, you know what? They're both right. I got to shave this mustache off and put on the black costume. <laughs> yes, he didn't have a mullet though, which is a big complaint. <laughs> ah, yeah, no. But yes, uh, both of his dads had a very positive influence on him, and both you can see that both of their words live in him. Like, yes, they both influenced positively him waiting so long to reveal who he was and what he could do was a good thing. He found he he found, in doing that he found out who he really was, mm-hmm. and. You know, it just worked out. So, to truly yeah. become Superman. And that's yes. It. Both of his fathers, even though they're dead, or, you know, they did good. You did good. You did good, kid. You Jor- did good. <laughs> um, also, it was kind of annoying to me, like, how Diana kept calling him Kal-El. It's really? like, I don't know why. Cal. Cal. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, yeah, but no one but the two of them would know what the hell she's talking about. True, I know. It was just kind of annoying. I don't know. Because, like, Batman's like, Clark. And she's like, Cal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no I wonder don't... he's confused. He's got all these days going. He's like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, they go. Yes. Batman blows a hole in this, this fortress thingy. Yes. Takes down the tower. Fucking parademons are swarming him, and the Justice League is there to just fucking kick ass. And they do, motherfucker. Yeah, he's got the Batmobile. He's driving through, knocking them down, blowing shit up. No fucks given. Aquaman gets captured and lifted up into the air, and he just, like, headbutts one, stabs another one with this trident, and then stabs another another one and, like, flies down and surfs on a parademon body and it's awesome <laughs> yes yes it is yeah uh that whole scene is awesome and then they get to where steppenwolf is they're trying to get to the mother box yes. and they're fighting steppenwolf and then fucking cyborg is trying to like connect with stop the, the unity yes and then uh flash is trying to get this charge keep this charge and maintain this charge that he needs he needs to go into the speed force basically and like throw the energy of the speed force into the mother box through cyborg so they could like reconfigure that to what they needed to do. Yeah, separate them so they can, you know, and then yeah, that's what happens. Uh, um, they fail horribly. Yes, they do fail. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Flash gets shot by a parademon. Boom! Right in the side. And, uh, you know, Superman lasers off one of. Steppenwolf's thingy. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Anyway, and then the boom tube opens, and you see Darkseid, Granny Goodness, and Dasad, and all these parademons, and 
Just all of Apocalypse there, ready to conquer yet another Earth. So yeah. Flash is like, I gotta do what I've always known deep in my heart I have to do and run through the Speed Force to go back in time to fix this. Yes, because as it happens, the world gets destroyed. Everyone's turned to shit. The only person that doesn't get destroyed is obviously Barry Allen because he's moving so fast, it just doesn't affect him. Yes. And then it's so, I, lo- I love that scene where he's just running and everything's coming back together right behind yeah, him. Yeah, like the road is like forming in front of him. It's a great interpretation of the Speed Force because we've seen it a bunch of different times in animation and stuff. But a live action version where it's like this is another plane of existence. Time flows differently here, and he's moving so fast. He's literally moving backwards through time on a linear scale, so that way he's changing it. You know, it's just crazy. Yes, and watching like Superman's body come back, like blood, bone, and all. Yeah, his his costume forms back, and everything's just explosions are going back into the ground. It's crazy. It's awesome. And then they separate the mother boxes. Uh, Superman and Cyborg do, and then you know they're just still there, just stuck looking at Darkseid. Yeah, they're just staring him down. Darkseid, like, I guess I'm not, guess I'm not coming over today. Oh yeah, and then they throw Steppenwolf. He gets stabbed. He gets punched. He gets his head severed. Oh and, yeah, is it Diana comes at him? Yeah, yeah. And then Darkseid just crushes his other thing off. <laughs> he crushes his whole head. I think. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then he's like. What are we going to do now that the mother boxes are destroyed? How are you going to collect your great prize? We will have to do what's it? the old ways. Ready the armada. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it says. And you're just like, <gasps> but we're never going to see it. Ugh. Get on the internet, people. Snyderverse, bring it back. <laughs> Restore the Snyderverse. I want to see how the shit ends. <laughs> yes. Um, but then after that, you know, he's like, oh, how'd you get the house back? I bought the bank. Which also, how long have those motherfuckers owned that house and it's not paid off yet? Are you <laughs> fucking serious? <laughs> God That's damn. like, do you not work or something? You just uh, hang out in the house? You're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Maybe one of Clark's rich friends will like, buy the house. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, well, how come Batman didn't do anything before? I was like, uh, I don't know if you know this. He was trying to fucking get a team together to save the world. Right. Shit. Like, you know, he has no ties to Superman's personal life. He doesn't know who the hell he is. Yeah. He knows he's a Superman. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, other than that, uh, then we go into uh, the epilogue, I think. Yes. Yes. Where, yeah, it, the nightmare sequence happens. No, the yeah. nightmare sequence happens last. What happens in the epilogue? Uh, Aussie folks, I don't remember. Sorry. I think it's that, well, the whole them buying the house and then Batman wakes up in his own house. Martian Manhunter comes and he's like, next time a threat comes. Not this time, obviously. I was busy this time. But next time, you can count on me. Maybe. Yes. Probably not. And the the whole nightmare sequence was pretty cool. Deathstroke and Batman and fucking that. Oh yeah, right before that, it's we see Deathstroke revealed and he goes on Lex Luthor's boat and he's like, "I was told you have information for me." And Lex Luthor's like, "Oh yeah, I do. I told you'll work for free if you you do whatever. Give get the information I have." And she's just kind of toying around with him as Lex Luthor does, I guess, in this universe. And Deathstroke's like, you know what? Maybe I can just fucking kill you because you're obviously still <laughs> insane. And Lex Luthor's like, okay, okay, get this. 
Batman is Bruce Wayne. How do I know this? I don't know. Just a lucky guess, I guess. It is automatically believing also. Okay. So, yeah. Yes, that was pretty cool. And then the nightmare sequence was also really cool. Yeah. It was. The only people that are left are that Flash that went back in time. Cyborg, who's obviously been beaten down and broken quite a bit because he has like a shroud, Megatron style over himself. Batman wearing his nightmare costume with the like bomber jacket and the goggles. The Joker of all people. And Mira, not Aquaman, but Mira. She has uh, Arthur's trident. She's like, whenever I get my hands on Superman, I'm going to fucking do what he did to Aquaman, basically. Yes. And she carries, she's carrying around jersey cans full of water because she knows water magic. Yes. And, uh, you know, and then Batman cusses. Yeah, he does. They dropped the up uh, a few times around this room. Yes. Like, this is surprising to hear Batman say the up End of the day, I love this movie. This movie was amazing. I know I cracked some jokes, but this movie was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. I loved it. And before, I don't know if you remember this, a lot of fans were like, oh, they were, they were complaining about Zack Snyder and the way he did movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, oh, you know, Batman vs. Superman was this, that, and the other. But the only reason Batman vs. Superman was the way that it was because they they listened to the fans from Super, the Man of Steel. Yes. And they tried to make changes, but it still wasn't good enough. And then when you guys got the fucking... The Whedon version, you started bitching and complaining, and you're like, oh, bring back Zack Snyder. So, to the fans, make up your fucking mind, okay? <laughs> For those of you who have been loyal to Zack Snyder from the beginning and all his movies, good on you. Right. You're ahead of the curve. These other fucking idiots are playing catch-up. <laughs> bring back the Snyder first. Yes. Uh, also, real quick, guys, we're going to take a real quick break, and uh, we'll be right back, okay? Welcome back, guys. So that's pretty much a wrap on the Justice League stuff. I mean, we could talk endlessly about this movie, what should have been in it, what shouldn't have been. But overall, like, take a bow, Zack Snyder. You did so much in this movie and practically for free, too. And, you know. Well, yeah, he didn't get paid for this. Yeah. But you've made us all truly happy with forever in Yes. Moving on from DC, the far superior Marvel's show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, finally came out this last Friday. Uh, he's not saying that the show is superior to the movie, which it's not. No. He's saying that the MCU as a whole is superior to the DCEU. <laughs> we love both, yes. but I get more excited about Marvel stuff overall most of the time. But yeah, so you want to start us off with the Falcon? What what, what was your takeaway from the show? Well, I like how it's it's there now. It's basically like, well, this is what they've been doing since uh, Endgame and since Steve, you know, did whatever the fuck he did. Yes. So, you know, we have, uh, we start off with uh, Sam Wilson and uh, what he's doing. And we have uh, returning villains like Batchrock the Leaper. Yes. Which I was very excited about. And also, okay, guys. You're telling me 
some terrorists in some flying squirrel suits can outrun a man with a jetpack with wings. Get the fuck out of here with a murder machine that comes out of it. Oh, Red Wing? Yeah. It's like, that thing shoots lasers. You can't just like, oh, just fucking kill all these guys. Come on. <laughs> You're going to kill them anyway. Just do <laughs> I mean, ignoring that fact, the whole, you know, the part where he's flying and chasing out there was pretty odd. It was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a good introduction to what they've been doing and what they're doing and how Sam just is like, I can't I can't take the shield. It belongs to Steve. It yeah. doesn't belong to me. Uh, he's working with the United States Air Force, obviously, because that's where he got a suit. And Tony Stark, you know, fixed it up for him and, you know, made it better and everything. And like Adrian said, Valtrock Leaper is back. And he's... Oh, there's also another terrorist group. So we have Valtrock, who is a French terrorist, so to speak. And he was the guy in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, that, like, uses his legs. It's kind of a joke in the Marvel Universe, the comic world, but in the show, it's pretty awesome. So there's also this other group called the Flag Smashers who, like, want to go back to the way things were when the blip happened, where there's only a select few people left on Earth, like half the population was left, and there's just chaos reigning around for a while there. There's no borders, there's no government, there's no nothing. People are just surviving and living the best that they could. Mm -hmm. And they believe that it's up to them to bring it back to the way it was. Like, that was a utopia, so to speak, and, like, the weak bully the... I mean, the strong bully the weak, and only the weak survive. Only the weak survive? Only the strong survive, sorry. The weak could die, and only the strong survive. Uh, <coughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Steven has COVID. Sorry. Uh. So I gave up his shield right there at the beginning, and Rhodey's there, and he's like, why would you give it up? He gave it to you. It's like, it's obviously he wanted you to carry on the mantle. And he's like, there is no Captain America without Steve. Regardless of who has the shield, Captain America is Steve Rogers now. That's true. He's living embodiment of everything that a perfect man could be. And I can't live up to that ideal. Yes. So he gives his shield to like the Smithsonian or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then like he tries to do this thing with his sister uh, that's not sexual, guys perverts um and they try to get a loan and it doesn't work and he's still trying to like keep going because he doesn't want uh, him and his sister just doing this thing and then we cut to bucky yes. who goes to therapy and his therapist is just sick of his shit honestly <laughs> <laughs> um so that was fun just you know talk about bucky uh yeah he's got this little black book with all these different names in there and i guess he's like finding all these people, confronting them and being like, I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I just need to tell you that and have you acknowledge that I'm not trying to kill you. I just need you to know. I know where you are and I can find you at any point, but I won't hurt you. And then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he goes on a date and he doesn't really enjoy himself. Yeah, he's adapted more to modern life more than Steve did because like when we see Steve's apartment when Nick Fury breaks in he's got like these old like stuff from his time and he's just like holding on to the past whereas uh, Bucky has been alive and around this whole time but he was being mind controlled 
And now that he's on his own, he's adapted to modern life, but he still has the memories of killing all these people as a winter soldier also. Yes. So he's uh, got to deal with that and carry the weight of those murders on his shoulders. Well, so I would imagine that it's easier for Bucky to go on living, whereas, like, Steve didn't really have much of a life. Like, he was always, you know, left out of things, mm. and Bucky was always just banging bitches and <laughs> doing, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know? Bucky so, bangers with the cow. Yes. And then, uh, and then they, they <laughs> oh, the U.S. agent is a new Captain America. Yes. And, uh, he looks fucking stupid. Yeah, he does. He's just a short little dude. Oh my god, his got fucking dumb face, badass potato nose. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck? <laughs> like this, this show was so looks so good up until you hit this point. And the uniform isn't bad. The uniform looks yeah. good. It's his fucking face, man. And then you know, Sam sees the shield, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's even more fucked up because when Sam gives the shield away to the Smithsonian, he gives this whole speech about how Captain America served for a long time. He always gave his all, even up to the end, he gave, he sacrifices himself as far as everyone's concerned. And there's all these new heroes and people that are popping up all over the world, and it's up to everyone to like, you know, give them the love and attention they deserve and also like look to them as the future, you know, like quit holding on to the past, look to the future of these people are going to be the ones that protect us. The next time a big threat comes along, Steve's not going to be there anymore. Yes. And, uh, it's very disappointing. Yeah. And then I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. What the fuck happens okay. next? Uh, I like the show. This is, this is the only, this show is the only reason that I bought that I subscribe to Disney Plus. Obviously, I want to see the Obi Wan show too. Oh hell yeah! But this show is pretty much the reason I still have a Disney Plus account. Yes. Because uh, it's not. I don't really care. <laughs> if I had to pay for it, I'd probably be like, I don't know what's in the town. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good show. I like it. Movie quality. Um, oh, also on the Winter Soldier side. He's got this friend who's like this old Asian guy, and he's telling him about his son who mysteriously dies because, like, he goes to this construction site, and the cops tell the dad, like, oh, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And Bucky kind of doesn't make anything of that at first, but he comes home, he goes over to his house and sees the shrine that he left for his son. And he's like, maybe I should look into this because there's all these crazy things going on in the world now. Like, maybe there's more to this than they're letting on. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, Bucky's going to be like a detective sort of type. And whatever this group is will lead him to Sam. And with Sam, he's got this guy who's a military guy who goes to this flag smasher meeting. And, like, there's all these people standing around. And this guy's just passing out these masks. And he's like, what the hell? And they have like an app and the app says run in German or something. And this guy like jumps out the window with these bags. Oh, two guys jump out of the window with bags of money. And they just pass the bags around while the cops are like catching everyone. And his friend, or the guy, the military guy fights one of these dudes. And the guy's got super strength, obviously. And Sam's like, oh, is that super soldier serum or something? Like what the hell's going on? Because it's a crazy world they live in. It's true. You know, who knows? Who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah, so. Um, 
What's the other thing? What'd you think about that? Oh, um, watch me if you can. Watch me. Like, we've been doing the show so long, guys. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Watch me if you can. Yes. What have you got? Uh, I suggest The Boys. I know it's a little late in the game, but I started watching it finally, and it's fucking amazing. Just like a darker look in the heroes, but they're privatized, so they're not just out doing random acts of good. It's like they're controlled by a military type company that you know outsources them, and it's all about branding and like you know getting ratings and being the best. Hmm. And also on the other side of it. People that are like, well, fuck this. They do these horrible things and nothing ever happens to them. They're not held accountable, so we got to kill them. Carl yeah. Urban's in it, and he's awesome. He's like, yeah. we got to kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I already said this one, but me and Steph were watching it the other day. Dread with Carl Urban. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Carl Urban's been in this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, it's a fucking badass movie, man. Like... It's criminally underrated. Like the fact that it doesn't have a sequel or even a trilogy at this point is insane. It's a really good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, go see it. If you want to see how good this movie is, go watch Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone, oh, and God. then immediately watch Dread with Carl Urban. And just and if you see that one, you're like, I gotta watch Demolition Man. There's probably something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Wesley Snipes in that movie? Good God. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the episode, guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to you at some point this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy in our lives right now, guys. Uh, we're just trying to do the best we can. I know this episode is a week late almost. Yeah. But uh, thank you for sticking around, all all seven of you. So <laughs> <laughs> It's nine now, something like that. Yeah. Also, guys, I, I don't know if I haven't told you or if you're not even – I know most of you don't care. But anyway, so um, we, 99% of our listeners are obviously here in the United States because that's where we live. Yes. We have less than 1% in Germany and less than 1% in India. Well, this is an international show, guys. Oh, hell yeah. Just barely. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Also, guys, uh, again, uh, if you want some free merch uh give us some suggestions if we pick your suggestion we got some cool stuff for you um but only if you listen guys you gotta get suggestions get at us yes please so uh there's the instagram it's nerd under underscore holocron and then there's the facebook page Mm -hmm. and nerd holocron at gmail.com and Adrian's phone number is nine something something something. I can't remember. Yeah. So remember, keep that high ground, and we'll see you when we see you. Bye, guys. <laughs>